1: welcome to another episode of My Third Eye. Tonight we're going to have guest repeat of Rob, and we're going to talk about some DMT, some psychedelics, and the experiences of meeting some spiritual beings, the health benefits of marijuana, and maybe some other stuff. If you have any questions for Rob, please get a hold of me at mythirdiPod at gmail.com. That's mythirdiPod at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to me on Instagram, my Instagram is my third eye podcast. I also have a telegram channel. t.me forward slash my third eye podcast chat. You can get a hold of me in all three places. Like I said, if you have any questions for Rob, please feel free to reach out to me. Or if you want to be a guest on the show and have some information that you think might be helpful, get a hold of my email, get a hold of me on Instagram, Telegram, and enjoy the show. All right. Thanks for tuning back into another episode of My Third Eye. We have Rob returning guest for round two to talk about more nature's medicine and maybe some experience with uh, DMT psilocybin and, and see where the conversation goes, because there's a lot of talk these days with, uh, especially in the psilocybin realm of curing Alzheimer's and and all sorts of other you know brain um, related diseases. So, uh, again, I have my friend Rob from England and welcome back my friend
2: hey ghost how are you doing good good to see you again
1: <clears throat> yes so how you been what's going on what's new oh <clears throat> what's new <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's get straight into it shall we we did a yes. ceremony last night um just eight of my friends and me and my partner got together and did a bit of a healing ceremony type circle uh, experience with DMT and um, oh, nice. there was yeah, it was yeah, very interesting as it always is. Um <clears throat> yeah, so to s- just quickly run you through what would happen on a ceremony. So we meet up in the front area of a a healing center, let's say. Um okay. it's like a coffee shop and there's separate singular rooms throughout the building. Um, and one person would be so we'd we'd all come in and we'd get saged, you know, and all have a quick chat before we actually sit down and you know just introduce ourselves quickly, um have a quick chat about the experience, you know, tell them what to expect, because strangely enough, this is very, very unlike any other drug in that it doesn't change yourself, you know so alcohol, you get drunk, you stagger about, you change you know, you change. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the same with smoking weed or doing acid or heroin or any of those things, you know, your body and the things that you can do with your body changes. But with DMT, it doesn't. Um, but everybody seems to have similar experience in the beginning part of it in that they head down a tunnel. It's like a kaleidoscope of colours, the most beautiful, vibrant colours that you can imagine, purples, blues, greens, you know, in perfect symmetrical harmony, shaped, you know, just... Oh, wow. Yeah, just leading you down this tunnel. Um, I mean, literally, if you've ever looked through a kaleidoscope and spun it, that's that's the sort of thing that it looks like, but it's much more dull. Okay. You know, the vibrancy that you can see as if you couldn't actually see that with your eyes. Wow. It's just so brilliant, so beautiful, you know. Um, and, yeah, basically, you, you head down this tunnel, and I feel like the ones that are selected allowed to get through there's like a wall at the end of it. And, uh, when you get through that wall, you're basically in outer space or some other sort of dimension, um, different realm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just sort of trying to talk everybody through it, you know, sort of to say to them, you know, don't get impatient, don't expect too much. You know, some people go in there and like, right, I want to meet the beings, you know, (laughs) and get themselves really sort of worked up about it, you know, and then, have a bit of a bad time you know the people that sort of have a healthy fear of it um or healthy respect is probably a better word instead of fear um but yeah healthy respect for it seem to do much better you know they fare much better um so i try and sort of teach everybody to you know do that just be relaxed it's releasing a completely natural chemical in your body it's uh, serotonin which gets released in massive amounts and yeah that the, the the hormone will eventually wear through. It won't take very long. Your body is completely capable of getting rid of it. You know, it does it on a daily basis, but in smaller amounts. Right. And, uh, yeah. So just talk them through these sorts of things to keep your eyes closed. Um, the crazy, crazy, crazy part of DMT is that when you actually do get through that brick wall and into the other side, you meet beings and you can converse with these beings. Now are these like energy beings or physical beings? Uh, (laughs) or a
1: mixture of both
2: so that's coincidentally one of the first questions i ever asked um i'll go into that later if that's okay i'll I'll just talk through the rest of the stuff because i've got it all sort of planned out in my mind you know how we're going to approach it
1: go ahead
2: um so yeah just sort of talk everybody through it um, like I say, sage them just to make sure that they haven't got any attachments or anything like that, just to get them completely cleansed before they go in for the actual experience. So then what happens in the experience, they get led by hand to the room that they're going to be doing it in, which has got lots of tea lights and, you know, reflective mirrors and darkened room, that sort of thing. And basically they jump up on a bed and um, take a few tokes on a pipe, which has got DMT, which is an extract of acacia resin. Okay, And they lay down, close their eyes and, yeah, basically go into that tunnel that I've spoken about and get taught stuff when they do eventually get through the other side. Um, it can be a massive, massive change in, you know, phenomenally mind expanding experience, you know, to realize that what we actually see with our eyes is only a very small portion of what is actually out there um <laughs> excuse me so now do you want so, yeah they, do they a blindfold
1: to make sure you keep that's, your eyes ex- closed? that's
2: exactly what i was going to go on to say yeah so they they take a couple of hits on the pipe and then lay down um and as soon as they do that i put some ear defenders on them and i put a blindfold over their their eyes okay um just because you know it's, it's nicest if you've got no external stimulus coming in at all when you do hear things in the background, it can just sort of bring you back around a little bit, mm. just brings drags you back to your body, makes you realize that you've still got a body and you're still connected, you know?
1: Right.
2: Um. so, yeah, we try and cut out everything like that. And yeah. So basically we set them off on their journey. Uh, we wait with them until they come around. And then as soon as they come around, they get taken by the hand again through to the tea room, get made a cup of tea get to sit down with somebody and have a chat about the experience, you know? Um, And the whole thing can be just the most amazing cathartic experience, you know, really, really enlightening and um, seem to have like personal messages for the people that actually go and do these experiences. So it's as if the the beings know them, right. Do you know what I mean? And maybe watch over them or, or can read them within a millisecond of them turning up, you know, um, so, yeah, so that's pretty much it. And then at the end of the circle, we'll obviously have a quick chat about everything that's gone on and uh, yeah, break the circle by finishing off with like a prayer, you know?
1: Oh, wow. So uh, is DMT legal there? It's not, unfortunately, no. no. Now is it, it pries open? Obviously it has an effect on your pineal gland. Mm-hmm. Which is something um, obviously this this podcast is all about. Does that necessarily mean um, when you like, could there be other like you meet beings? You you, you get told uh, a certain message that might pertain to something that's going on at time. Maybe something that happened in the past, the future. Is there any other benefits
2: to doing DMT? <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I mean, it can, I mean, it could do anything. Right. Um, one of the more recent experiences that I've had, um, I think I mentioned it to you before, was that I I did the DMT hit and went to the other side of the wall and was instantly approached by some beings who said to me, you've got a bad back, let us come and fix your back. And instantly, I felt like a warming sensation in my back. And when I came round, maybe ten, fifteen minutes later, my back was fixed. Um, and that, I just—it's crazy. It sounds it's like it you sounds the craziest thing. You but, try to explain that to
1: somebody, and if you a guy like me that's never done it, it's like, well, he physically got got healed.
2: Absolutely. And my partner was sitting next to me. And the first thing I said to her was, they fixed my back. They just fixed that's, my back. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: so that to me proves that there's more to this world that, like you said, our eyes can't see. That's happening around mm. us on a daily basis. That Absolutely. You know, once our third eye is, is opened, we can, you know, see truth for what it is. Uh-huh that sounds ah oh, it sounds amazing
2: <laughs> yeah um i mean to give you the most tiniest of insights into what it feels like um i've read buddhist descriptions of heavens and their philosophy is that there's seven different levels of heaven mm-hmm. and i've I I feel it must be one of these seven levels that you actually go to because when you get there, it's like, it's, you know, that you've been there before it's familiar, you know? So I don't know whether or not it's where I don't know where maybe souls go to, to wait, to go into a body, to be born onto earth, or whether when we leave this plane, that's the place that we go to for then the rebirth, or I, I I really don't know for sure, but Obviously. <laughs> but that's that's what I feel the places that you go to. Um now can you yeah. physically feel these beings touching you? That time I could, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. It was just like a warming experience, um, just above my pelvic region on my back. Um, I've been saying to Jenny, my partner, about it, you know, that it's just a little bit funny. Um, you know, hmm. not quite right. Not in loads of pain that I couldn't walk or anything like that, but yeah. You know,
1: Hey, like you he twisted it or something or just uh-huh. did something funny and, you know, it yep. a muscle or whatever. What yeah. do these beings look like?
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like one of the most crazy experiences that I've personally had with it. So I'd maybe done DMT four times before I felt the confidence to actually start going in and asking questions and, you know, seeing what it's all about i'd felt their presence before and we'd had conversations but i'd never actually seen them right mm-hmm. it, it's like they're just a speck of dust floating around you kind of like an orb <laughs> yeah an orb is a good way of describing it yeah definitely so of course i i went in there and i'm like look you know if you guys like what, what do you look like you know and they're sort of i can hear them giggling they're all very childish, you know. They've got very sort of childish energy. They love laughing and it's, you know, they'll poke fun at you and stuff like that to show you what they want to show you.
1: Right.
2: Um, so, anyway, I was like, you know, come on, like show yourselves, you know, like, well, well let me have a look at you. What do you look like? Sort of thing. Right? And they're just giggling, you know, and they're like, he thinks that we're like physical bodies, like he is and I'm, I'm just like intrigued, right? And I can hear these different voices and they're all having a bit of a joke with me. But then all of a sudden, the most amazing religious deity just appeared in front of me. I don't know what his name is even. I don't know who he is or what he was, but he was sitting there in a lotus pose with his fingers in like the swagaton position, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I was just looking at him going, wow because that's you, is it? And then as soon as I said, that's you, is it? He just folded into himself and turned into a symbol right there in front of me. And it was just like, wow, fuck, what happened then? And then he turned into something else and then he turned into something else and then he turned into just the air, right? And then he was like the wind and he was whistling around me. That's crazy. It it was the most amazing thing I've ever experienced, you know? Um, It was absolute proof that they're there do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean by by that point i hadn't actually completely convinced myself that it wasn't just me that i was talking to when i was high Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean to to be able to get that sort of reaction in such a crazy way you Mm -hmm. know i just feel is just past the possibilities of what you'd be able to do on your own um but you know they like i say they they sort of teach you stuff and uh I feel like that's what they were teaching me on that particular journey was that energy is all around us, you know. And at the end of the day, all we are is energy beings. It's just that we're inside a body. Right. You know, energy never dies in any of its forms, hmm. you know, so it must live. So when we pass, our energy must Go somewhere or do something. You know, it's not just a case of the body passing into the ground and getting eaten by the worms and then going into the cycle of life. You know, right there's something much more to it than that.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. The, that, that me <laughs> the most is
2: like because
1: you know your you know, songs or books or you know even movies and stuff will touch on you know some of the stuff and it just you know sometimes you're there yourself like with me driving you all know, just having a random thought like what is really out there what what are we like we are energy we, we are made up of energy like you said energy doesn't ever go away so it just moves re- into yeah. different
2: different types of energy
1: reincarnation real like do, do i travel and become a light being then after Uh, You know, you die. I mean, no one knows 100% for sure, but I think with the use of DMT and, you know, maybe psilocybin, any of these things that kind of just open your mind and open, get your pineal gland reopened to where years and years ago it it was in our ancestors, we start getting answers to what we've always thought was real to now we know is real. Uh Uh-huh. And that's, to me, is fascinating.
2: Yeah, man, definitely. Absolutely. And, you know, and unfortunately, I feel like this is the reason why it's illegal, you know, Mm -hmm. it's because it is activating the pituitary gland and making people realize that actually there's a lot more to life than just working, Mm. buying a house, you know, (laughs) and getting a a retirement for maybe 10 years, you know, 20 years, if you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's more to life than that. Working to pay the government so that they can spread their taxes amongst the buddies, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, hell look what the Nazis started with, uh, with, with fluoride and now fluorides in, in everything. And mm-hmm. I mean, even, even down to Gatorade, it's, you know, and what does that do? It, it dulls you down. It makes you compliant. It calcifies your, your pineal gland. And it has absolutely—it's it, a poison. But we're we're sold on it because oh, the the dentists say it's good for your teeth. Absolutely. Uh, no, it's not really. <laughs> None of it's. Good. I don't. You know, I don't even drink tap water anymore. You know, I I try to stay as far away as from fluoride as I can. And you know, obviously, it, you can't do it a hundred percent because they
2: sneak it into everything. Yeah, definitely. So, but there is things that you can use to get that shit out of your body though yes do you know about borax
1: i believe alan oh this was months and months ago was telling me about borax and like I, I, they sell it in the hardware stores here i can go in and yeah. buy a box of borax
2: yeah it's got to be 20 meal team is apparently the best one okay Um, I mean, this a particular brand of it
1: and then you just, yeah they've,
2: they've stopped the sale of Borax in the UK now.
1: Gee, I wonder why.
2: <laughs> <laughs> such a coincidence.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's neat that people sit down and, and figure out, you know, Hey, if I take this supplement that has been disguised as something to clean with in, you know, whatever would work, you know craft making a craft or whatever people look at you like well why are you taking that that's poisonous well no really it's 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 not you you just have you've been told that and you haven't done research you know and i think that's why holistic medicine is making such a huge comeback and i think the whole rona and the world lockdowns and everything has really put that in warp speed overdrive, and it's a good thing in my eyes.
2: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You
1: know, if yeah. you can get off any type of big pharma, and you know, do it na- naturally, by all means, I'm all for it. You know, I I just ordered some beetroot and some asparagus uh, young shoots uh, in pill form, and start taking them for my you know my Ooh. blood pressure and stuff and Hopefully, toss the uh, the big farmer out the window, and won't need it anymore.
2: Right, just cut down gradually, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm on the lowest dose that there is to begin with, so it's not going to be hard to cut. Okay, you just on down. one one set of meds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. just w- one pill. I, I don't. I forget the milligram. It's the lo-
2: lowest milligram that they they offer in it. So, okay. Yeah um what's it called sorry nigella black seed oil is very good for blood pressure black seed oil Uh uh-huh nigella black seed oil make sure it's organic um but that's really really effective for all manner of things um but ultimately the most important thing that it does is it cleans your blood
1: Mm. you'll have to look into that
2: yeah man it's good it's good stuff
1: yeah and back to dmt you know dmt (laughs) opening the third eye (laughs) <laughs> i said this on on the last episode that you know that there's a reason we were meant to connect and it was through alan um and now here you and i are you you're my first repeat guest and you know we've made new friendship and 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 conscious enlightenment through through your information um hopefully i can add to it i i'm i'm learning and that's what everyone's I, learning, man.
2: Yep. Every day's a school day, you know.
1: Yep, and I—that's one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to start, a, you know, this podcast because I want to learn more and I want to get the information out to other people that interest me that I know other people are interested in, but are too afraid to to talk about it. Like,
2: yeah,
1: I don't hear anybody ever talking about DMT like anywhere, and it, I didn't even know really about DMT until I started listening to some some podcasts, and I was just like what the fuck is this shit this this sounds amazing like they're calling it the god experience drug and you know this and that and then you hear people's you know experiences on it's like i want some of that you know like i want to i want to see you know i i want to know more get closer to the truth
2: Uh, it's certainly way of doing that yeah absolutely (laughs) Um, I mean, what I can do also is tell you of the experiences that I've seen happen to other people. Mm. Um, So one guy is a builder by trade, um, not really loving his job very much, you know, working for arseholes. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, he he came and did an experience and basically the first time had a bit of a a dark one, Mm. let's say. And um, what I always say to people is, you know, there's a message in there for you. You know, it's particularly tailed for you. It's just you have to find it. Do you right. know what I mean? It might not just jump out at you to begin with. You will have to mull it over for the next couple of days, but it will come to you. And basically what he said to me was, you know, oh, it, I, it was horrible. I, I couldn't remember who I was and I couldn't remember who you were. And I couldn't remember what DMT was or drugs or I couldn't work any of it out. And he was getting himself all a bit irate with me when he was telling me. And, you know, I could see that he'd just got himself really tense. Do you know what I mean? And was just overanalyzing everything, you know? So I just sort of calmly said to him, you know, do you think you sort of maybe overanalyze stuff in normal life? And he sort of looked at me and was like, because that's that's it. Because that's exactly what it is. He goes, I do. I just overanalyze everything. I try and look into the tiniest little detail of things, you know. And you know, I just sort of left him with his his thoughts, you know, and he yeah, basically changed his life because of that. Oh wow. Yeah. Um so he left his his job that he wasn't really liking very much. He bought himself a caravan and he's now travelling around Scotland um doing odd jobs for people woofing. Um so that's like, yeah, one pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and he's probably a lot happier not having to work for for the man so to speak
2: yeah so he's just picking up different bits and pieces and you know they're allowing him to pull up his caravan on their land and they're probably feeding him and that sort of thing you know that's a little bit of money yeah definitely um yeah but i mean just so many different experiences you know one lady the first time she tried it um she was i guess she was going through a bit of a messy breakup at the time and yeah well any breakup's not nice is it right. but she was a little bit upset let's say before the ceremony actually started um, she went down just absolutely beaming all of the way through it you know just such massive smile on her face you know it was just amazing just looking at her face was just a picture of happiness you know <laughs> <laughs> and then she came around and she woke up and she was like my god that was just the most amazing experience just so lovely I could feel the love, you know, just, you know, again, just a different person, you know, right. just from, yeah, smoking. It's basically an essential oil. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's the, okay. yeah, it's acacia resin and extracted into a powder form that you then smoke.
1: And where it's does a, acacia come from? Uh, um, is, that, is that a certain plant? It's a tree a tree. Oh, okay. The acacia tree. All right.
2: Yeah, I was saying that there is DMT that can be extracted from a number of different sources. Some of them are like grasses, and mm-hmm. um, some of them are from a toad excretion. Some of them are the ayahuasca vine. Okay. Um, yeah, so there's a number of different ways that you can extract the similar sort of thing, DMT.
1: Yeah, there's. Uh, I remember back in the day, that Beavis and ButtHead movie, and they were licking toads in in, in the desert yeah tripping their asses off yeah so i didn't um i think
2: that one's i think that one's slightly different i believe one of the ones you have to smoke you get a secretion and then dry it and then smoke it i believe i haven't done it or anything gotcha um but yeah i think the ones that you lick is more like just a hallucinogen Mm -hmm. but i've never done any of those unfortunately no
1: (laughs) i i don't i don't have any plans to lick the back of a toad, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> well, to be honest, I'd probably give it a go. <laughs>
1: yeah. My luck, i get a poisonous one now.
2: that's just me. <laughs> You'd be like, ah, you stupid fuck. <laughs> you picked you the see, wrong toad. So there is another sort of toad medicine that I've tried before called Cambo.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. So Cambo basically again it's a ceremony what they'll do is they'll puncture your skin in specific places on your body okay. and then administer a frog secretion to that puncture it's basically like a poison really um the poison gets into your bloodstream and then just cleanses you at a cellular level throughout your body oh wow so so yeah i mean it's, it's not an easy it's not a nice experience like dmt or anything like that it's a, it's a journey you know it's a difficult thing to get through Um, But basically what happens is the the peptides in the poison just cleanse your body of heavy metals and all different manner of waste, lactic waste, you know, anything really. Um, And, yeah, users often go to the toilet straight away, um, pass lots, you know, be sick, that sort of thing. But basically drink some water that evening, you know, and the next day you feel absolutely a, a million dollars, you know. Oh, wow. It's just a really quick, instantaneous cleanse, basically. Oh. Yeah, so I've, I've experienced that quite a few times as well. Now,
1: when you say puncture, is it like
2: acupuncture or are they like cutting you like with a mm. knife? Like no, so out? so basically if you can imagine a real sh- short stick of hardwood being light, you okay. know, so it's got a really hot ember on the end and then they just stick you with that. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's like a bit of a tattoo as well, to be honest. Um, That's
1: what I was just thinking—the old, that old style where they, you know, tap on the,
2: the wooden rod to give you a tattoo. Uh huh. But yeah, really, really good medicine. Hmm. Uh, absolutely. Interesting. Yeah, there's a there's an association out there for, for Cambo practitioners.
1: Okay, I'll have to check that out.
2: Yeah, they do. They're all over the world, you know. um, I believe the frog comes from the rainforest in South America, you know, in the Amazon.
1: A lot, a lot of those psychedelic frogs come from down there, I think. Well <laughs> oh, that's where ayahuasca is, you know, from too is uh-huh. down down that way.
2: Yep, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> bensis mushrooms. Yeah. Um, lots of lots of nice hallucinogens that uh, yeah. <laughs> feature down that way. <laughs> Yeah, it was always one of my dreams to go and do a load of Mexican mushrooms on one of the Mayan ruins.
1: Oh, that'd be a freaking trip and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if you did it like on a a, a solstice or, you know, just a full moon, you know, just something kind of significant. And I could only imagine where the brain
2: would go. (laughs) Yeah, man. My mate actually did it a few years ago. Oh, wow. um, and he said to me, he was like, "Rob, I, we did so many mushrooms, we could actually read the inscriptions on the on the pyramids and that." And I'm like, "Really?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." It was just like a storybook, you know. You're tripping your nuts off of mushrooms, and it's just like, "All right." He was saying, "It's just like literally reading a story."
1: Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, huh, maybe that's what they were doing when they were they were you know carving these hieroglyphs into into these. Uh, pyramids and and temples
2: (laughs) i'm pretty sure that yeah they they would dabble with that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. you know um the old shamans what they used to do apparently was you know do some sort of psychedelic type mushroom and then wander through the forests and the plants that would be beneficial to them would just sort of glow a little bit oh wow do you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. that would be what's attracted to them to that and weirdly i must I probably sound a bit crazy but I feel like I've got a similar sort of I don't know radar Um I've you know come across many 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 different natural cures over the years you know but some of them just really stick out to me you know they just jump out and I hear the name for it once and I'm like oh I need to go yeah. and check that out you know and do a bit of research on that I feel drawn to that you know so sort of in a similar way I feel like I, I do something similar Um, But mushrooms definitely have the ability to make nature jump out at you in different forms.
1: Yeah, I've I've done mushrooms once. Um, This was years and years and years ago. was It was not long after I got out of the military, and uh, I didn't have. And maybe it's because I only did it once. That maybe you have to do it a couple times to really start getting, you know. But when I did do it. Um, colors just seemed a little bit more vibrant, but I didn't, I didn't get the, the hallucinogenic trip that most people, you know, get or whatever. And it could have been, they could have been not that great of mushrooms to begin with. You know what I mean? I don't know where they, they came from, but so I was kind of disappointed when, when I did do mine, but I don't know, maybe someday in, in the future, I'll, I'll get another chance, but. The, the stuff that they're using, like you talked last last episode about microdosing um with uh psilocybin is proven a uh, big help in the mental health and uh just the health industry alone. I just was telling Alan um I think has Saturday, uh this other podcast that I listened to, um I'll plug it plug his podcast, Ascension of a Chess of the Chess Man he told me about this, uh, uh, movie on Netflix called the, F- uh, fantastic fun guy. So I think Saturday I, I popped it on and I was just like, Whoa. And just how it's, j- it's something I can't explain. You have to just watch it. I think it might be an hour long. It's, it's not super long. It's like a documentary form, but I'll tell you if you're tripping, uh, the colors and some of the, the, the visuals that they they put across the screen are pretty cool. But, uh, yeah it, it was amazing and and they they touched on you know how uh the i forget the guy's name but his mom had all these lumps and i mean, she was uh 80 i think at the time or 70s but and on her breasts and like they they weren't stopping growing and he has been a re- big researcher in um mushrooms and and healing and they're like well you're you know sorry you're too old to be operated on you're too old for you know radiation treatment which is good you know we all know that that isn't very helpful to begin with so he gave her he um some turkey tail and it's a very edible uh, mushroom i think it grows here in in pennsylvania i know it at midwest and down south it, it grows too and her lumps started disappearing and shrinking and next thing you know it, it by eating this turkey tail mushroom on on a daily basis she was cured and has no lumps and you know it's it's just like and then they talk about the mycelium how it connects through the whole entire forest and information is passed from trees to other trees that they might have you know dropped a seed and it's it's growing and sending what what it's just amazing it 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 was very very eye-opening
2: it's funny she mentioned that actually because me and my partner have been talking about playing that to the children
1: hmm.
2: yeah fantastic fungi yeah
1: yeah yeah it's a, it,
2: it yeah it's it come amazing. to her attention and she had mentioned it to me you know so
1: a yeah, small world
2: yeah. yeah we'll do that <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Alan's like, "Oh, that sounds interesting. I'm gonna to have to check that out." I'm like, "I I sat there and normally I I don't watch much TV, and I I sat there and watched the whole thing. I was just like, man, this is freaking amazing information.' Like, more stuff needs to be du- put out there about this. You know, you know. We touched last episode. You know, they have us believe in the mushrooms." And foraging for them you know oh that's bad that's hippie you know they're all poisoned you're gonna die you know oh what do you uh, uh, you know one of those magic mushroom lovers you know no there's more than just ones that get you high and, and and make you see things you know there's there's other ones out there that have super benefits for every every aspect of your life absolutely and and he even talked about he i forget how much he said he he got but this is when he was younger and he, he, i guess he grew up with a bad stuttering problem and so he got some some magic mushrooms and he i forget where he was but he he said it, it was a beautiful place it was this big oak tree he goes i ate the whole bag he goes right looking back on it i i ate enough for probably about five people right <laughs> he goes so i had this bright idea to climb to the top of the tree and he said it was beautiful. And then all of a sudden he could see the, the storm clouds coming in and all of a sudden this huge rainstorm, you know, came pouring over the top of him and lightning crash and a thunder. And he was kind of explaining, you know, what it sounded like. And he re- he said, I, he remembered just hugging a tree. That was his, his lifeline. Cause he's like, oh shit, I'm on the top of a mountain on the tallest tree in a lightning storm, you know? And he said, as he was coming down the tree, he just kept on saying to himself, you will not stutter anymore. You will not stutter. And he woke up the next day and he's never stuttered again. It was like, wow, <laughs> just trippy, mind-blowing, awesome mm. information. You know what I mean? Like
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, things like that, you know, problems with the brain, mushrooms are absolutely phenomenal at treatment. Mm-hmm. things like, um, depression and anxiety and
1: yeah,
2: I think, you know, um, ADHD apparently does quite well with
1: it. Yeah. I hope they do more, more research into it. Cause I know the journey that I've started like looking into foraging, you know, mushrooms just for the health benefits, you know, for me, you know, if I, if there's a mushroom out there that I can eat, it's healthy and it's going to improve my memory or, or my, my brain functioning, yeah i'm all about that
2: you know give me some Why would you not be yeah do you know what i mean the only reason that you wouldn't be is if you were a multi-billion pound company that it was going to affect their profits off Mm
1: -hmm. absolutely
2: they were the only people that would not want that information out there
1: (laughs) good old big pharma so
2: anyway yeah absolutely yeah there is so many medicinal um plants of that sort of description that we just know nothing about no it's you know it's not by accident that we don't know (laughs) let's just say that
1: and it's like you touched on you know if 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 it's going to affect the the pockets of big pharma um yeah they're not going to want that information out there no way
2: yeah they don't like competition you know no you know and the crazy thing is is that the competition actually works yeah that's what really don't
1: like (laughs) just like last time we were talking you know the 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 quinine that i that i make and what have you people were trying to suppress that information when when that was save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app
0: get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: Floating around is, oh, that's false information. Da-da-da-da-da. Well, what what, what makes it false information? It's basically a super powerful vitamin C mixture, you know, with, you know, other chemicals naturally in this fruit that is going to help my body stay healthy, but no, take this pill. Mm, Absolutely. (laughs)
2: Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I actually did a um, fairly healthy dose of something called Cubensis the other day. That's
1: the, i'm not familiar with that
2: so cubensis so it's the psilocybin Um okay. strefaria cubensis was the mexican mushroom from i don't know 20 years ago one of the first ones i ever did when i went over to amsterdam but strefaria cubensis was really well known for just being the laughing mushroom Mm-hmm. You would just laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh <laughs> and laugh and laugh. And laugh. <laughs> um, yeah, um, but the other day, so obviously, you know, it's a little bit like the cannabis world in that they produce the strains between two plants, you know, and they'll try and produce stronger ones, and they'll be slightly different, and they'll cross them with this and that, and a similar thing going on in the mushroom world. You know, these things were called Yetis. I'm just, i guess they were a cubensis mushroom um but yeah me and a friend did um three grams and just went for a walk in nature and it was just the most wonderful just resetting experience you know um yeah it's really nice because he actually lives on a boat so wow you, you know we got comfortable on the boat um cup of tea all of that sort of thing a little bit of smoke um and then just went for a wander Um, basically he lives on the floodplains on the river thames in and yeah just the most amazing scenery all oh, around yes. you know just absolutely fabulous um but i mean even even things like that although it's a nice day out you still learn stuff mm-hmm. you know um yeah you can sort of look at people and just get insights to what would make it easier for them you know just just tiny little things right um like for instance my friend uh must have spent a little while looking for stuff you know <laughs> and at the end of it i was like you know mate i really feel like you'd um benefit from you know just sort of having your wallet in this pocket you know and your backy in that pocket and your keys in that pocket and then you know whenever you jump up, you just have a quick pat down on your stuff and you know you got it or not. Right? Right. And if you've always got it in there, it's always in there. you know.
1: Yeah, I know I'm a creature of habit when it comes to that.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, But, you know, it was a bit stressful for him at times because one, one of the periods he thought he'd lost his
1: wallet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man, put it in your pocket. <laughs> yeah.
1: Keep it in one spot all the time, you'll know it's there.
2: Yeah, definitely um but you know just the sort of energies that you pick up and like for instance as we're walking down the river there a great big flock of ducks just came up and was eating around us you know that, that just wouldn't normally happen you know ducks wouldn't normally come near you at all um but they were all you know pecking around our feet i don't know what they were actually eating but they were obviously picking something up off the floor um, and were just all around us
1: <laughs> that's crazy
2: yeah really maybe, really interesting maybe
1: you know, you they sensed you're you, you were you were vibing on a on a different frequency and they knew that hey
2: there must be something like that going on there must be yeah
1: you know because you hear stories like that um with different experiences with you know whether it's tr- mushrooms uh marijuana you know just any natural you know type of drug that animals just that wouldn't normally make contact or, or come close are and it's like maybe maybe we're connecting on their vibrational level that they know hey this guy's not here to hurt us you know he, he's part he's part of us and it's 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 really neat to to hear stories like that
2: yeah yeah definitely a way of feeling more at one with nature you know mm-hmm. maybe picking up some sort of energy frequency that you wouldn't normally receive you know right yeah definitely a very cleansing experience a bit a bit of a reset you know
1: yeah and everybody could use one of those
2: yeah I mean I don't do that sort of thing very often um at all I think probably the time before that was I don't know eight years ago okay yeah so a long time yeah and used to do it I don't know fairly often in my youth you know sort of from 2018 20, around that sort of right. period quite a few times the normal um, yeah. stuff
1: that us uh, guys do when or even girls you know <laughs> when we're in our teens and 20s you know that's 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 the time we oh i'm gonna try this or i'm gonna try that and you know not always is it a good thing because you know some some kids go down a, a path of meth or heroin or whatever and it's like nah, just stick with the stuff that's natural you know that, yeah, that's why definitely. it's here absolutely it was it was put here by the creator and it grows naturally for a reason you know yeah it's for
2: us it's to help us yeah mushrooms are the gifts of the gods you know they are that they are this planet would be so much more happy if they knew how to use these sorts of products mm-hmm absolutely
1: i'm just kind of bummed that i kind of started getting into foraging for mushrooms kind of this late in the season because i missed out on you know probably some other mushrooms that you gather more in in the summertime and and what have you that you know aren't going to be out when it's this cold now luckily Uh uh mushrooms like lion's mane are out this time of year it's just you know they're they're hard to find you know It's not you're not gonna go out every time and and, and find one. They don't wanna be found. That's that's the thing, you know, that they grow in 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 such a way that, you know, you could walk through the forest and walk over ten mushrooms that you could eat and
2: you'd never knew they were there because
1: they blend in that well.
2: I tell you what I would be doing is I'd definitely be dehydrating them and putting them into capsules. Yeah. Just so that you can trickle feed you know, instead of eating a whole mushroom, which most of the medicinal properties is going to go to waste, you know, right. If you just take a capsule a day over, you know, three or four months, it's going to be much more effective on your health rather than eating like one mushroom in one go.
1: Yeah. Looking back on it, I kind of wish I would have done that with the lion's mane that I found. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was the first one I was like, Oh, I want to eat yeah. it. You know, da, da, da. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it, it, it was, Oh, it was delicious. And I, It could be my subconscious, you know, a placebo effect, but that night my brain was just, I felt more focused. Like even, even now, like after have eaten that, I feel I'm not as foggy with trying to get my thoughts out. That could, like I said, it could just be me thinking that because I know it has those kind of health benefits, but it's kind of odd that, you know, I used to be kind of foggy and, you know, every now and again, trying to get a thought out or just lose train of thought. Um, you know, I, I haven't experienced that since, since I, I've, I've eaten that mushroom. Nice. So like you said, the next time I do find some, yeah, they're getting dehydrated and put in a, a powder and I'll find a way to put them into some capsules and, you know, take them on a daily basis, you know, and you don't, you don't need much. as long as it's in your system every day
2: yeah yeah it's that trickle feed you know Mm -hmm. it's that drip 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 um like an interesting analogy is you know if when the ground is really dry it becomes all cracked do you know what i mean and then it rains if it rains heavy the soil doesn't actually take on the moisture does that make sense it's called hydrophobic um yeah so most of the moisture will end up running away it won't actually get absorbed You know, whereas the trickle of a drizzle storm over a period of time is how to actually soak through the cells of the soil.
1: Mm -hmm. Same, yeah, like you said, same. same Yeah, it's the same same
2: sort of thing, you know, so if your body's dehydrated, you know, instead of drinking one great big glass of water in the morning and then not having any more until lunchtime, you know, just drink a tiny little bit every hour, for instance, you know, it's much more efficient.
1: Yeah, there's just there's so much and I keep saying this and probably sound like a a repeating record, but there's just so much that nature has to offer that you know we as like okay, me as a, a layman that is just learning about getting into harvesting mushrooms, I wanna know I wanna know everything that there is, you know what I mean? I wanna know it all. And you know, that might lead to different other plants that I can, you know, harvest out of nature that have other health benefits. Just like for years, and that's what kind of blew me away. And I've known this for for several years now, but we grow a flower in our flower beds. Uh, most people call it like the purple cone flower, but it's echinacea. Uh-huh. And the first time I was like, you mean echinacea as in like this that organic pill people take echinacea? I forget who who, who told me. They're like, yeah. I was like, I have that growing in my yard. And I'm like, yeah, you can, you know, look up how to harvest it. You know, I, stupid me, I haven't yet, but, you know, just, and, and dandelions, you know, we talked about that. They grow in our yard, you know, early Americans, they had yards full of dandelions just so they could eat them and then something changed and you know we had to plant grass to make ourselves look i don't know rich and well to do or whatever the case was but you know you know we stopped eating dandelions on on a daily basis now we have more heart disease and other you know diseases that we didn't have when we were eating stuff Mm -hmm. You know, we our ancestors knew that. Hey, you know, eat this; it's going to help you in the long run.
2: But definitely, I, yeah, I love it all. There's loads of them out there. You know, there's so many of them.
1: Yeah, I know. You the, the, our last conversation, you opened my eyes to a lot of lot of stuff. I was just like, wow, Ooh, like that. This nice is good, to, good, good information to get out there for people to to hear. You know, and. And I got to admit, you know, up until maybe two years ago, a year ago, or whatever, you know, I was one of those ones. I always knew, okay, you could forage for stuff naturally. And, and I always respected that. But at the same time, I was kind of afraid to embrace it because there is a stereotype that goes along with people that do that, you know, oh, look at that free range hippie. You know, they probably, he probably doesn't shower or this and that, you know, he's, a- and You know, they put this taboo on people that that do that. And I'm at the age now, I'm like, you know, I'm almost halfway to 50. I don't give a shit what people think. And I haven't give a shit what people think in a long time, but you give me a label. I don't care that that's your label that you have for me. I don't have a label for myself. So I'm going to do me and you do you, you know, whatever, have fun at it. But at the end of the day, when I'm doing me, I want to learn something. And I I, want to pass that knowledge on to somebody else or get in contact with somebody that does have the knowledge such as yourself that can pass knowledge on to me. And then I can spread it out, hopefully to the world eventually, you know, just enlighten people.
2: Definitely. Yep. There is a lot of knowledge to be getting out there at the moment. A lot of really helpful knowledge, Mm -hmm. you know, just something as simple as the mushrooms, you know, just can just make people so much happier. You know, Yeah, <laughs> you know, just, yeah, just that. I mean, going back to the DMT quickly, <clears throat> the other, so the ceremony, you know, there was a lady that was there. She's been about four times now. Okay. And she, yeah, she, she went through and basically got approached by the beings as and, they said to her right you're ready so they took her off and introduced her to God what (laughs) please Um, please um, go on yeah um, I mean I haven't talked to her in great depth about it but very briefly she said that he sort of took her over to what looked like heaven and she was saying no what is this then is this heaven and he was like is similar to heaven but you know there's there's like different levels so you know i guess it was just one of those levels that they were showing to her and yeah just again different person afterwards
1: that's amazing
2: like you know really really life-changing experience
1: i know and it's selfish but i i would kind of be one of those people that would be like i want to meet the beings i i want to i want to talk to these these energy beings or physical beings or what you know whatever this being is made up of enlighten me like just uh, download your knowledge into into my brain <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: i just think that would be amazing yeah so i mean she was obviously yeah <laughs> a little bit strung out afterwards let's say um but yeah i mean i've with the with the experience that i've had so far i've got <laughs> i couldn't discredit the fact that she had gone and met god i've never done anything like that on an experience but yeah wow another lady for instance um i think i mentioned her last time we were talking um but she'd she'd had a really bad accident on a horse when she was younger mm-hmm. so the horse had bolted off kicked her off the horse and the the horse ran down the road, broke its leg, and unfortunately had to be shot at the side of the road. And she'd always, like, really beaten herself up about it, you know. Um, and She'd had other pl- animals that had passed away early, let's say, and she'd always sort of beat herself up about them. You know, did I do something wrong or, you know, did I not look after you well enough? And, you know, probably standard sort of stuff for a lot of people, but she'd oh. really taken it badly, especially with the horse. And basically, she had a bit of a rough ride. So she took the DMT and, yeah, started to get a little bit stressed out. Who am I? What am I doing here? Who are you? And all of these sorts of questions. And, you know, after a little while, she started to calm down. And then she started to piece together what had actually happened. And what had actually happened was she'd would she gone through to the other side and actually met the spirits of her animals. Oh, wow. Had, awesome. who had presented her, themselves to her and said to her, look, you know, we're just in the room next door sort of thing. You know, you need to stop worrying about us, you know, and actually start living your life now because, you know, you're wasting your your time here, you know, go and have a good life and we'll see you when you come sort of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And she just threw her arms around me and was like, Rob, you know, this is the most liberating experience that I could have possibly had. You know, I know that they're fine now. I can just go and have have a good time now you know and literally was just like thank you so much for this experience
1: that's amazing that's awesome that yeah able to get that (laughs) you know that she was literally Mm
2: -hmm. literally life-changing experiences within your own mind from only doing an essential oil from a tree yeah that you know it's it's as simple as that (laughs) oh man
1: and, and, um, and, what, and what other
2: experiences
1: and on but on that note that that makes me that 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 tells me that our our ancestors even going way back to egypt or pick a time period it i don't i don't i honestly think they were smarter than what
2: we are today just well you know alan's work has proven that beyond yeah. a shadow of a doubt isn't absolutely. it you know? oh absolutely yeah, I mean, not only could they build pyramids and the likes, but they could get the most precise alignments mm-hmm. with them. Just absolutely phenomenally precise.
1: And I'm pretty much convinced that they had plant-based medicine help to do all that, to to open their mind, to, to connect to the earth and the stars and heavens and... yeah who knows they might even been able to communicate telepathically with one another back in the day you know we you know i don't know that but you know it's it's a theory it's a thought
2: yeah undoubtedly they did i mean there is um inscription of mushrooms on the mayan temples okay yeah
1: doesn't surprise me
2: yeah definitely
1: that's a that's a civilization that I think needs studied a little bit harder is the Mayan culture and you know we, we hear a little bit about it, but it, i don't know i think I think there's more there spiritually that that people can pick up from i don't know that's just that's just a ghost thought
2: <laughs> yeah definitely um they obviously another race that knew far more than what we could ever possibly comprehend
1: the thing that blows my mind with that they just disappeared where the fuck did they go you know what i mean it's not like they dropped off slowly over time no they just vanished
2: you see what my theory is is that the the ruling families were fine okay do you know what i mean and their Mm -hmm. their family lineage is still around today as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um I mean, yeah, certainly like the Pharaohs from Egypt. Do you know what I mean? The, yeah, the most longest, rich in, richest, richest uh, family lines on the planet, in my opinion, are, yeah, the ancestors of, of those rulers from back then. In my well, opinion. It
1: makes sense. I mean, heck, they even talk about how, I forget the total number, but just about every one of us has a small amount of Mongol in our blood because of Genghis Khan. And how many, I mean, he had hundreds of kids. I mean, and then they went and, you know, move all over the world. And it's why, why wouldn't, you know, the elite in the Mayans or the elite in the Egyptians or any culture, you know, the elites are always going to be more well-off than, than us peasants. But, you know, like you said, their lineage is still around today, you know? I'm
2: sure of that. I'm absolutely Mm -hmm. positive of that. They've changed names obviously, you know, over the times, but yeah, I'm pretty sure, you know, every depopulation event world war you know famine in certain areas um all of these sorts of things i'm certain are are organized and yeah instigated by the rulers let's say you know because the mayans they were doing so well (laughs) like literally they architecture that they were enabled to do was just absolutely mind-blowing you know and again on an alignment sense yeah so for instance i went to chichen itza oh you lucky you lucky man that's a that's a bucket list yeah um unfortunately i was on my honeymoon and my wife wouldn't allow me to do a load of mushrooms and stay Uh there for the night (laughs) (laughs) i stamped my feet i tell you but yeah, she wasn't up for that. So we didn't do it. But anyway, um, Chichen Itza, so the middle of the temple, um, I can't remember the exact alignment, but at a certain time of the year, there is a star that aligns straight up through a hole in the ceiling. Okay. So this, this building is just built in that position just to look for that star. Um, the summer and winter equinox, so as the sun sets down the side of the temple, it shows a snake going down the side of the temple in a shadow form, Mm -hmm. which is quite phenomenal, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, And then the last thing which I found absolutely phenomenal about that building was that you can stand in front of it and clap your hands. And the acoustics of it sounds like a local bird called Kutzelkahn, which is the exact Mexican name of the building. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I I never knew that.
1: I knew about the snake, but, but I... I never heard that before that's amazing
2: yeah so like I stood in front of Chichen Itza and clapped my hands and literally I heard the bird doing it by itself and it is just crazy like, how did they know that they were going to do that
1: yeah and just they absolutely also yeah. didn't have the the obstacles now the Egyptians had their fair share of obstacles you know whether it was a forest back then or not you know there's debate over that But they're down in the Amazon, you know, in these thick forests that they had to chop all these trees down, get all these stumps out, you know, with, with stone tools, we're told. Like, no, no, they, they, they knew something more than, than what we know and was probably, well, was covered up or, you know, hidden from us, you know, what we can't even replicate tiny pyramid on, on a on a small scale.
2: Right. And, and do you know what? One of one of the sites, they actually took the top of the mountain to put their village on it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like they've just found a flat piece of land and then started building on it. They've <laughs> actually gone up to the top of this mountain, taken the top of it, got rid of all of the spoil, and then taken all of the stones to the top of the mountain and then built their village on the top of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So It's, it's like... <laughs> it's like... Just that, that's sense. unheard of today you know what i mean yeah we just we just wouldn't be able to do it
1: have you ever heard of uh the there's theory and rumor floating around i'm kind of new to the, the the subject on it but in the grand canyon uh there's certain areas you're not allowed to go you know and it's it's guarded by armed guards whether they're fbi or whatever that you're not allowed to go but rumor has it that egyptian like uh like uh statues and what have you have been found in some of these caves and it's like wait a minute that's here in america in the middle kind of in the middle of of america more, more closer to the to the west coast but how did that get here How did that kind of technology get here or why were they even making these type of you know carvings and and statues that resemble egyptian you know culture but we're told you know native americans that came up from south america and and populated into what is now america or over from you know asia on the on the land bridge we we had to at one point have been connected with information just like we are at, or if not better than we are today with the rest of the world in 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 my humble opinion, you know what I mean like yeah. the Mayans had why are they building you know, pyramids, when Egyptians are building pyramids, when Chinese or, you know, Asian countries have pyramids, even up in uh, parts of North America, we have mounds that, you know, resemble pyramids. You know, we're connected globally through this beautiful thing called the internet. They had to have had something very similar or if not more advanced than this to do what they did. And the fact that everything that they did build on a, on a large scale was built uh, for a higher power. You know what I mean? Like for, for a creator's purpose in a sense, like they, they knew something. Why, Why are, Why are they so perfectly aligned with these stars, you know, then to build a pyramid in, in South America that at a certain point when the sun sets, a shadow of a snake is going down it. I mean, come on, Mm. who think, I mean, I don't know. It's mind blowing and I love it. I love it all. You know what I mean? It's like, it just needs more, Mm. more study thrown at it.
2: Yeah, but at the same time, that snake going down the side of the temple is also aligning up with the particular star that they worship, you know. Mm-hmm. This makes it like 10,000 times more impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but it leads all back to plant-based medicine, you know. that Either they were I think they, A, were super smarter than what we are today, but they had a lot of plant-based um, nature's help in expanding, and I honestly believe that their third eye was completely open back in the day, where ours ours is calcified and not as open. So you know, some people's third eye is opening up. You know, some with like DMT, obviously, it opens it all the way up. I mean, it pries it open and puts toothpicks in it so it won't close for, for 20 minutes, you know what I mean, to, to and lets you see the truth. Definitely. It's amazing stuff. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, one of these days I'll I'll be able to get over there and, you know, go through, you know, one of these ceremonies with you and what have you. Well,
2: you've probably been surprised to find that it's a lot closer to you than you imagine, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, you're more than welcome to come over. Yeah, anytime. Just, yeah, give us a shout, no problem. (laughs) But, But, yeah, I mean, there's forums for DMT. So it's called the DMT Nexus. Have a look for that. There's like open forums where you can chat to people. And I'm certain that there'd be people around you that were extracting it, you know? Mm
1: hmm. Now, where does the acacia tree naturally grow?
2: Is that like a tree that grows all over the world or is it? I assume so. Um, I mean, certainly, you know, I mentioned that there was grasses that have got it in it. Mm-hmm. There's a vine that's got it in it. The acacia resin, there's the toads, you know. Right. So something that it grows in would be near to you, I'm sure. Um, maybe the grasses, you have a lot of grassland out there. Maybe that's that would be the place to...
1: Yeah, I was on a Telegram channel a while ago. I'm not it, I'm not in that channel anymore. There was just too much petty drama. But at, at the time, you know, I, I was connecting with. That's actually how I found Alan was in that group. But there was another guy in there, and he was talking about DMT a little bit. And he was he he had mentioned the same thing. You know, they you know DMT found in in grasses. It's found in in you know, loads of things that people just probably overlook. That's just probably might even be growing in your backyard or by your creek.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing stuff. Really, look into it. Have a look into the DMT nexus because they go through like extraction processes and all of that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah,
1: definitely. There. I'm all I'm all about that. I oh, <laughs> you could be making your own. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. And and you know, the government will never know, you know. it's not like it's not like you're growing a you know, eight foot tall, you know, marijuana plant, you know. Oh no, it's just just it grows naturally here, you know.
2: You you don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) You're not allowed to grow it in your area. What's that? You're not allowed to grow cannabis in your area. Mm -mm.
1: Now uh in Pennsylvania it's medically legal. And actually in I live outside of a it's not a big town, but it, it, it does have a college in it. So it you know it's a college town, so that keeps the economy kind of going here. But uh in that town, uh they have a, a plant, a warehouse or whatever that they grow all these you know, all the marijuana plants there. Now, obviously, they get them from other places, but they have the legal permit to grow that. For the common guy? Mm -mm, Not allowed. Right. I mean, you, you could grow it in your house, but, you know, then you get paranoid because, you know, you have to have grow lights and, you know, they have, you know, it's not an everyday thing, but, you know, in bigger cities, you know, they do have helicopters that fly over with, you know, thermal. So obviously if they're going to see all this thermal heat coming off, hmm, what the fuck's this guy growing?
2: Yeah. I mean, there's ways around all of that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've never done it to this scale at all, but I've, I went to uh, horticultural college as a student, you know okay so uh, when I was there, I um did put my mind to thinking, you know if I was going to grow loads of weed um how would I do it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I mean for instance, you know you could have say a loft space, the outer loft space can be air conditioned, and you can control that temperature, but then you can have a tent within that airspace, Hmm. do you know what I mean, so yep. you to a of- to a helicopter flying over is looking for a heat source. Um, yeah, that would just look like a normal temperature to building, you know?
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
2: Um Yeah, unfortunately, I've never, I've never grown <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, my daughter, yeah, I, I split up with my wife a little while ago and um, unfortunately, she's really not very happy with me at all. And I know that if she got half a chance, she would love to phone and get me into oh. lots of trouble if I was doing that sort of thing, you know. Yeah, that's
1: how um, but... ex <clears throat> They can be conniving uh, witches.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we we're, we're divorced Maybe.
1: for a reason. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> Maybe for good reason, though. You know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Good reason in their eyes. They just they're they're too stupid to to realize. Hey, this is. This is information to help people, not not just sit sit here and get high.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. That is the crazy thing, as well. You know, because like, her her father passed away recently um, from a cancer that I could have been helping him with. You know, mm-hmm. uh, she wouldn't listen to a word of it.
1: <laughs> no, I tried to say you're,
2: you're the ex. You, you're stupid now. Yeah, yeah. I tried to say you know if there's anything that I could do to help, and I'm really getting them some really good results with some people, you know, and yeah. Yeah. I would have loved to have helped him, you know, because, you know, although she can't stand for the, the air that I breathe, you know, it's um, it my daughter's grand, you. grandfather, yeah. you know, exactly. Um,
1: you know, just because you guys aren't, you know, married or whatever, it doesn't mean you still can't be a caring individual and yeah. want to help other people you know it's just like if my ex-wife both well her i was with her when her mother had passed away and you know that was that was very heartbreaking for her i even if we were divorced and that happened you know i i feel i'm the type of person that might reach out and be like you know hey I'm, i'm sorry for your loss there's a big part of me that I, I tend to cut people off though and cut them out so i i don't know but if her mom would say of have reached out hey you know i'm going through this you know da 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 can you help me absolutely i have no ill will against you just because your daughter's a cunt you know what i mean
2: <laughs> but yeah mm. still it's a shame, really, because my daughter, she lost both of her granddads within two weeks. Oh, man, that's sad. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it was rough, rough timing for her, you know, really awful. Um, how old is how your daughter? She's seven. Seven. Um, The crazy thing was, though, I mean, both of them passed away, saving the NHS, you know, with the COVID lockdowns and that. Mm. They, they just locked up the NHS and weren't doing anything, you know knowing full well that you know at some point in the future it's just going to avalanche Mm -hmm. and that's what happened you know um they didn't get any treatment for their cancers and And
1: that sucks because you know she's seven so she she was just you know coming into the age where grandparents are really going to start spoiling you and you're going to remember you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like your your memories are going to retain and uh, Mm -hmm. and and have that and you know i have I was fortunate enough. I, you know, I had grandparents that you know passed away when I was much older. So I, I did get to experience that. But I did have on my mom's side. My her dad had passed away when. Oh man, I was young. I I remember it, and I remember it hurting because the the times that I did get to uh, spend with him were were awesome, and you know it's just. But those are the memories that now as, you know, I'm older, I, I can, you know, tap back into and, and put a little smile on my face. I don't need to cry about it. You know, those were happy times, you know, and knowing what I'm on the adventure of going through now uh, and, you know, like with talking with you, they're in a better place. I'll see them
2: again. Yeah. That's what I think as well, you know,
1: mm-hmm. we'll see him again. and, and you can believe in, any religion that you want, you know, that's up to you. I'm not going to knock anything, but I just, I, I find it hard to buy into uh, you know, organized religion and modern Christianity. I just, I, I don't think that's, that's what the human race is put here to believe in some man that comes here and you have to believe in him to go to a higher state of conscious. No, no, that higher state of conscious is within every one of us. It's what you do with yourself and how you live your
2: life. Yeah. Do good for others. You know, it's it's funny you should mention that because at the ceremony, um, a lady went, went under and, you know, she got through and she was saying to them, show me, show me, just show me. You know, (laughs) she's getting a little bit, a little bit annoyed with them. Um And when she came around, she was like, "They didn't tell me anything." I was really annoyed. And then she's sitting there, and she just had the epiphany. She was like, "Oh, they did tell me. They told me that it's already within me." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, so she she'd been looking for it, but they were telling her, but not showing her. Do you know? What I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: we can end it on that if you want, or yeah, that's cool, man. I know it's getting yeah. late over where you are.
2: So yeah, I'm going to have to start much. thinking about bedtime. Unfortunately. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you for turning in to another episode of my third eye and my newfound friend and philosopher and spirit guide in a sense, Rob, it was a pleasure to have you again. Um, thank I'm, you. It's a pleasure
2: being here,
1: man. I'm sure, I'm sure we can do this more often and, and, and what have you. Uh, I, I love talking with you any any, anytime. Um, you're just you're a wealth of
2: knowledge and i love it thank you very much and let's get it's that knowledge out there it's a real pleasure passing it on man pleasure chatting to you
1: yes well you take care get some sleep and i guess tomorrow's back to work for both of us so
2: <laughs> yeah unfortunately
1: yeah so all righty man you take care you too all right cheers cheers